When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back, Bears fans, to the CHGO Bears podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. And what is going on, everybody? It is Friday, a.k.a. CHGO Audible Day. We are back again, baby. What's up, Nick? What's going on? Well, I feel like it's been a while since we've had our traditional Friday Audible show. I can't even honestly remember when the last one was. May 4th it was the Star Wars spectacular. Uh, that we yes. Did. Yes. That was a good one. Mm-hmm. That was a good one. I like that one. We had some cool segments that you thought of uh, the day before. And yeah, that was a good show. <laughs> There's already people in the chat thinking I came up with the headline, by the way, of the double digits. And like, don't do it, Will. Don't do it after last <laughs> year's 11 win victory, uh, you know, prediction that I had there. And I'm going to be honest with everyone here. You're the one that came up with this idea for today. You let me know last night, like, hey, I'm just letting you know, this is what we're going to do for the show. Loved it. Uh, but definitely I can understand why people think it was me. But if they do think that, <laughs> they are incorrect. They are incorrect. Well, I don't know if you guys gave out your predictions for when the schedule was released or if you guys went into that. Like I'll I'll say my, like I don't have an exact prediction, but I could see anywhere from that seven to ten range. And that's where it's kind of double digit idea came from for me. But did you did you have like a set? This is what I think is going to happen, or even a range that you think is going to happen. I I put a poll on Twitter yesterday, and that seven to nine range has the majority of the votes. But I feel like that's like the, you know where Bears fans are majority of the like thinking right now yeah seven and nine i think is safe it feels like obviously that would be a drastic improvement compared to last year win wise as more than double your wins at the bare minimum uh and it just would be i think a successful season for the bears uh and that's where i would lean in terms of reasonable expectations for this team but when it comes to like hey what is the ceiling what can they exactly do like they're is a possibility of achieving a a little bit more. And I know that's our first topic that we'll kind of get in here today, but I am excited uh, to kind of get into that here with you. We're going to talk about the chances of the bears uh, getting double digit victories in 2023. Uh, I think we'll do a quick update from a couple of current bears, Darnell Mooney being on the St. Brown's brothers podcast. And Cole Komet has some interesting words to say Mm -hmm. about Justin Fields and the bears too, while he's up in the press box for a, was that a high school baseball game? I think is what I was able to gather from that. Yeah, I don't even. Uh, I, I would have to go back and watch the clip again, but it was a baseball game. We know that for sure. He it was, was up there. It definitely the, wasn't a Cubs or a Sox game. I'll tell you that. No, no. Well, I mean, considering how many people actually go to Sox games, it, you know, it looked pretty similar <laughs> with how they're playing, uh, how the Cubs and Sox are playing, frankly. But uh, yeah, no. So good stuff by you, Will, sending that over to me and just kind of you know seeing what Cole Komet said. So a lot of cool Bears topics. Uh, Will, did you see like all the social media team, like the Bears social media? They've been posting a bunch of pictures of like the, the draft picks and stuff, but one kind of bothered me a little bit. It was the Kyler Gordon picture where he's jumping up, clearly doing like the Spider Man web slinging, uh, you know, hand gesture. And they put, I don't know, like Kung Fu Kyler. And yes, he does do Kung Fu. But the man literally is like this, <laughs> shooting the web. Like, no, that, you, you screwed that one up. The new movie's about to come out, the animated one, Into the Spider-Verse. And, like, 
that that was that was a that was a miss by by the Bears social media team. Usually they're pretty good on everything, but why 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 are we doing the same hand gestures again? I don't understand how that's <laughs> happening here. Like, hey, how's it going? But maybe they couldn't say Spider Man. Maybe there's like some legal thing where they just okay. went generic and just went with Kung Fu Kyler over there. But I have I've seen him come out. I didn't really pick up on that one. There it is. Uh, it's, obviously, it, it's it's Spider Man and. Well, and then he even he, yeah. tweeted it. So he's like, hold on, guys. Hold on. At least I can say it. But maybe I guess maybe the social the media department maybe, yeah. was being, yeah, being a little extra cautious. Maybe they have, you know, Bears money. They don't want to waste the money for Arlington Heights on a loss to <laughs> yeah. Marvel and Spider-Man there. That's just my gut. Yeah, that, that'd be uh, not something that they want to pay, but uh yeah no it's 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 uh cool to see all that stuff come out i see i see a comment here nick versus will super smash bros who's winning hey i'm down to i haven't played smash in a long long time but uh you know will you're already giving me the victory i'll take if it's it like, if it's like I, I the one version that we played back in training camp when we were playing that new one that came <laughs> yeah. out that's like smash but not smash i don't even remember the name of it off the top of my head but had some weird ass characters that you could like down- download illegally downloaded kept whipping my ass and throwing me off the platform that's all i'm gonna say i just kept you just kept throwing me off and beating me up so i, I would <laughs> nick uh but if you want to talk about football madden i, I would hate oh. 10 days yeah, dead. yeah. Right, right? right there <laughs> which way is it all right uh nick uh, i'm happy you're back from vacation i'm sure you you know talked about it a little bit yesterday so i'm glad you're back i'm sure it's great but i want to talk some chicago bears if that's okay with you Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Well, hell, simple question. Complicated answer time. Nick, can the Bears get double-digit victories in 2023, this upcoming season, after finishing, obviously, with the worst record in the entire league, earned that number one overall pick, last in the division, only three wins. But can they find a way to flip the script here in 2023? And I feel like there has to be a chance if you pose the question for us. Yeah. And so like, can they, and will they completely different questions, right? Well, can they get double digit victories after only winning three games in 2022? Yes, there is a possibility a way the bears can. I was doing a little bit of research and I'm going to have an article come out later today with more extensive, um, just kind of background and just looking at the last decade. Well, for teams that have finished with the worst record in the NFL, the least amount of wins, Looking at the last decade, only one team in the NFL, going back to 2012, the Chiefs, who were 2-14 and that year, have actually went on the next season to get double-digit victories. And they finished 11-5. and They they get Eric Fisher with the first overall pick. They go from Matt Castle as their quarterback in 2012 to Alex Smith in, in 2013 and get the 11 wins. But the Detroit Lions last season were pretty darn close, winning nine Nine mm-hmm. games after going what three thirteen and one in twenty twenty one, so if you look at history, most likely saying, "Hey, the Bears are probably not going to get there." But just looking at some of those teams that came close, those two in particular, mm-hmm. you're you're in a better ch- chance to get close to that double digit win mark or actually get there if you do have a veteran quarterback. Because I was also looking at those teams in the last decade, six of those quarter six of those teams drafted a quarterback with their first pick and obviously fields is going into year three as opposed to those other teams that finished with the worst record drafted a rookie quarterback they saw their wins go up even if it was just by one win the next season but it's most likely that if you have a a quarterback that's been the league who's has some continuity like the bears do with their coaching staff they're gonna have a better opportunity to get more wins i think that's the case for how bears fans are looking at 2023 they're gonna have more wins but can they yes will they i don't know well it's kind of a that's look to win seven more games than they did last season even though they were one in seven in one score games last season it's hard to do it's hard to do in the nfl it is difficult but the one score games you mentioned i i, I can go back to how much they've improved this defense the linebacking mm-hmm. group has gone from one of the worst in the entire league after they traded Roquan Smith to arguably, I would say, a top two to three linebacking group in the entire country. Uh, on top of that, too, the front seven, the defensive line, interior strengthened, edge rusher. Not here yet, but I do believe mm-hmm. that is coming our way. And the secondary, you got yourself another starting outside corner. I, I do think those one-score games 
could go the opposite direction now with having a defense you can rely on. How many times did Justin get this team right there and held him in, and, and then at the end there's a defense that kind of fell apart? That happened a few times, but I don't expect that to be uh, exactly the same. So, Nick, you said you had stats, and you mentioned a few of the teams, and when you say you're bringing numbers, you know you're challenging me to really start digging here. So I am ready to rock and roll with you. I got uh, just last year, you mentioned the Lions going from three wins two years ago to nine last season. The Jaguars did the same thing. They went from three to nine over there in the AFC South. And the Giants, with the new head coach with Brian Dable, went from four wins in 2021 up to nine last year, too. Again, none of those teams made double-digit wins, but they were knocking at mm-hmm the door and I, I kept going further you mentioned the Chiefs in 2012 2013 the Colts did it in 2011 and 2012 yeah. with the two wins and following up with 11 uh, and I literally went back all the way to 1980 uh, is uh, when that happened but just a few more that I see here the Dolphins in 2007 one win then in 20 uh, 2008 they had 11 wins so they were able to do that uh, you mentioned there, Kansas City. There's a few others, but uh, on top of that too, Nick, uh, there's a bunch of teams uh, since, heck, the 2010s, the Chiefs, you mentioned they went from worst to first in their division. Texans did it again in 2013-2014. Washington did it in 2019-2020, and, and the Browns also did it from 2019-2020. So there have been teams who can go from first to worst in the division, from a three or less wins to double-digit wins. It's all possible. It just doesn't happen all too often, but I can't help but feel like the Bears do have reasons to believe it could happen. I mentioned the defense. We can talk all day about how much the offense has gotten improved. Uh, The schedule, I know you weren't here for the reaction, but most rest uh, since I think over 22 years, uh, which is crazy. Like Since the year 2000, they have the most rest now coming into all these games with those two Thursday night games in the bye week. That's huge. You're playing a little bit of an easier schedule than you did the year before. There's just a lot of little things that I think will start to add up that could really make this, I think, an interesting season for the Bears. And I, I can see it being November where double digits is still a possibility. It'll be about how they finish that second half of the season. But I do expect them to be in contention to reach this milestone. It's just a matter of execution. That's exactly what it is. Well, like, uh, again, I said, I was like, hint, I already started writing that article. That's how it finishes. Like, basically, maybe the Bears may not get there, but I really see them being close to that mark by the end of 2023. And another thing that I don't think is going to happen this upcoming season that happened last year, the Bears are not going to get swept in the the NFC North. That happened last year, right? And And with Aaron Rodgers now gone, it is wide open with probably the, the Lions being the front runners at this division right now. But when you look at the NFC North and how much improvement the Bears have made on both sides of the ball, like you mentioned, it is wide open. It might be a little shaky at first because a lot of what uh, Andrew Janoco, Luke Getzi were talking about kind of early on is the chemistry that Fields is going to have to develop with all these new players. And look, it, it's going to take maybe more than an offseason, maybe – half of this upcoming year, maybe a quarter of it to finally get for, for fields to get in sync with all of his new weapons that he has in this offense. And if maybe the back end of the year, they're playing better football than in the beginning. You, I think still bears fans will like that outcome. So I just think that when it's all said and done, like the bears are not going to finish last or I think it was second to last. Sorry. With, uh, rushing yards given up, right? Because they were atrocious mm-hmm. last year. Now you have two linebackers that have range. You have more defensive interior up front that's going to allow these linebackers to roam free and hopefully get to opposing running backs to stop the running game. So there are a lot of areas you can look at where the Bears got better. And yes, it all has to play out uh, in the games, but looking at it from here, the Bears, they're, they're going to win more games. Like it's going to happen. Um, there was only like i think only okay here are the only teams like in the last decade they didn't it was the browns like the last they were they finished with the worst record three years in a row and somehow they went from 2015 to 2016 they won three games 2015 won one game in 2016 
And then in 2016, they won one. They won zero the next year. So they they that's the one team you don't want to be. And the Bears are not in that situation. They never had a quarterback like Justin Fields. They obviously have more playmakers than they did last year. So just a lot of reasons to believe the Bears are going to be better. They're going to be more competitive, and they're going to win games. You know, Tori made a really good point in the comments uh, a few minutes ago about going five and 11 in 2017. And, and then of course we know the bears flipped the script and went 12 and four the following year. And Nick, I mean, when you look at that 2018 roster and we covered it and that was just so much fun. It came out of nowhere. Uh, the Khalil Mack trade right before the season, put the, you know, the cherry on top and we knew it was going to be a really fun year, but you can look at quarterback. You had Mitch, and now we have Justin. I think we would both prefer our current quarterback situation. You look at the running back room, you had Cohen and Jordan Howard, and there's no reason why I don't think we can have similar results this year with the running back room that we have with Rojo, Khalil Herbert, Foreman, wide receiver, Gabriel Robinson, uh, and then Miller. And then we have DJ Moore, Darnell Mooney, Chase Claypool, EQ. I mean, we have some other, you know, we have Tyler Scott too. I do think when you compare this team to 2018 team, there are reasons to be like, they're actually a little bit better than maybe that team was. Do you think that Darnell Wright's an upgrade over Bobby Massey? I think he's an upgrade over Bobby Massey. So there's just so many things that you can look at. Of course, you don't have the same core guys on defense in terms of like mm -hmm. Khalil Mack being the big one, uh, Leonard Floyd being paired with him. But when you look at like linebacker, Roquan Smith, Danny Trevathan, I think Edwards and Edmonds and Sanborn can be just right there with them this year. And then the secondary, very similar too, uh, in terms of like being a really strong unit. Uh, again, like, and that was a team who did it with Matt Nagy of all people mm -hmm. coaching this teams and with Mitch Trubisky at quarterback, I feel really confident just, you know, looking at that season and what, the, how the roster was shaped, how this one's shaping up to be with the understanding it's not complete right now, feeling better about the bears chances of, you know, competing. I mean, there's no Aaron Rodgers in the division right now. That's another big benefit for us. You just talked about that too. So I, I, again, is it possible? I want to say abs of, you know, abs of freaking lootly. It's possible. I, I'm excited to see how it shakes out. It's just a matter of, you know, will they get it done? But on paper, Nick, this is looking very promising. It is. And you look, you, going back to that 2018 team, as much fun as it was, like the defense overshadowed a lot of what the actual holes were on that roster, which we, mm -hmm. we didn't see initially, right? The offense, yes at times did its thing, but the defense really bailed them out so many games and was able to create all these turnovers, which is usually not, you can't repeat it consistently year after year. So you take that out of the equation. Now you're looking at a team that maybe the 12 and four record wasn't exactly how that team actually was in terms of the, the talent. And, you know, obviously what it did in 2019, we saw it all kind of unfold and, debacle and we saw coaching not being able to make adjustments and that's what we got to see now too that's also a wild card that we obviously haven't seen yet because the season hasn't happened but how does this coaching staff adapt now from year one to year two with Ibra Flus, Getze, Allen Williams and we'll have to wait and see on that but there are it's look right now if you're a Bears fan feeling optimistic positive feeling good about the season you should because the Bears haven't lost any games yet. It's the offseason. So a couple of months before all that happens. But I think that there are signs. The players, they brought all the new additions. This this team, I think, will be competitive in 2023. Maybe won't get that that playoff berth. We'll have to see once they start playing games, how Justin Fields looks in year two of Getsy's system. But a lot of signs pointing to where you know, the, the Bears may make a little noise there. As long as they're in the, in the hunt graphic, Will, like, as the year goes on, like, I, I kind of, I think that's a way, obviously way better than what the Bears were doing last year in 2022. So you say in the hunt, but really for me, just of how the division is looking, I want to be in that hunt. Like, I, I and I do True. think the Bears could be playing, you know, meaningful games late November, early December with the division still within grasp. There's a lot of divisional games around that time, and it will be very important for the Bears right there to kind of, you know, that will kind of, I think, sway the season from a in-the-hunt kind of year to a, hey, we're knocking on division door. It doesn't mean they need to win it, but I want them to be in contention in the in December 
this season. But when you just look at like what it takes to flip the script, obviously you have to bring in new talent and the bears have done that. We just went through that pretty extensively. You mentioned how is this coaching staff going to handle it? Uh, we, we saw a lot of good things from Luke Getze adapting to his team last year. Excited to see how he adapts to the new skill set of players, having a true wide receiver one. What kind of Devontae Adams-ish role can we find for DJ Moore in this offense? That really gets me excited thinking about those potential opportunities, having more red zone threats now with Tunyon here too, a speed guy in Scott, which when you watch 1920 football drive and you watch him run down the gauntlet uh, at the combine, so smooth, like so impressively smooth. Uh, and then for the team, they have to build this chemistry and that all begins really next week when OTAs kicks off too. Uh, so there's just, you know, I think when you look at what it takes, the Bears did a lot of it. It's just a matter of putting what, and again, I'm going to use the term again, on paper, what this team looks like there and applying it in real life situations out there on the field. And they have the potential, I think, to have a really strong, successful year with double digits being a real possibility. It's just, I don't think if they get shy of that in that ballpark we talked about at the top of the segment, if they finish within seven to nine, I think Bears fans should take it uh, and be happy about what 2024 is going to look like with those additional resources coming in, both draft and free agency and money. Mm -hmm. But if they reach that double digit number, I'm not going to complain. I'll be pretty thrilled. Yeah, I don't think most Bears fans will complain if that, that ends up happening. Actually, I, th I did see a good question, or someone commented somewhere on Twitter. It's like, the Bears get like, maybe it was double-digit victories, but lose both games to the Packers, mm -mm. or you beat the Packers twice and maybe miss the playoffs. Which one are you taking? Like, that's interesting, because obviously the Bears play the Packers week one and finish the, the season uh, in Green Bay. Um but I think that would that would put a sour taste in a lot of Bears fans' mouth. Yes. The Bears were to open up, you know, with the Green Bay Packers, a mid-afternoon game, and lose that one to Jordan Love and the Packers after Aaron Rodgers leaves. But yeah, that's gonna. I think that's gonna set the tone for this season. How the Bears start off against the Packers, and obviously who they are at the beginning of Week One is not who they're gonna end up being. You know, Week Eighteen. But it, it it it's a good way to see how all these new pieces come together right away and see if they can beat a I think a very beatable Packers team week one. Yeah, and again, like after dealing with Rodgers and prior to that Brett Favre, as a Bears fan, my entire life I am ready to just have this rivalry look different. I'm rivalry. tired of being on the short end of the stick here. I uh, and you know that if. You know, we're, I'm feeling this way, and everyone listening can probably echo these sentiments. But you just have to hope that the, the players feel this like they feel like this is the opportunity for this to change. And if you want to be successful in Chicago, Lovey Smith was so correct when he got hired here back in what 2004. The first words out of his mouth is like, you know, <laughs> we're going to beat Green Bay. And like he understood the assignment, and that's what we need to get back here to. Uh, under Matt Eberflus, and I think he gets it. I think he understands it. Now with Rodgers gone, Jordan Love in place, it is a prime opportunity for Justin Fields and the Chicago Bears to take control of the rivalry. And if they do, that's only going to better their chances here, Nick, of being a double-digit win team because if, I think that would instill week one a lot of confidence. What happens if they enter, you know, you beat Green Bay week one, you stumble across eight other wins throughout the year, and then you're sitting there week 18 with the chance to get your 10th win against Green Bay too. Like there's, that's what I love about, I'm calling it the season, like the schedule, like a Packer sandwich. Cause like they're the bookend of <laughs> the is. schedule and everything else is like the meat inside. But like, if like, that's what I get excited about. Like if you can start strong and finish strong uh, against the strong, like the biggest rival that we've had for three decades now, like that's going to do so much for this team's confidence moving forward. And I think would have a larger impact not that it's just this year, but 2024, 2025, like that can really just change, I think, the trajectory uh, of this franchise. And that's why I'm so excited uh, about the opportunity that they have here. And, you know, well, you said if the players get it and, you know, a big thing for Ryan Poles, you know, going this offseason, like bringing in a lot of these local guys who understand mm -hmm. this rivalry. They know exactly what it's like. And for a majority of their lives, like us, you know, the Packers have been whooping the Bears ass. So I think there's there is an understanding within the locker room, especially with those local guys, 
what that rivalry means and what the bears can potentially do now that, you know, number 12 ain't here anymore. So I think it's a great opportunity for the bears to really change this narrative, to get back on the right track, to make this a rivalry again, and to, you know, be on the winning side of things. Cause it's been a while. It's been way too long. And I think bears fans, obviously would want to see that. If I ask you, you know, putting it all out there, May 19th, do they get the double-digit wins or not? I, I think I know the answer, but I hate to assume. What would it be? I'm going to go no. No for right now. Um, when I looked at it, I think I think 9, again, I said like that 7 to 10 range, but I'm looking, again, that 7 to 9 that, you know, Bears fans voted on that poll. But, like, I look, I have the schedule in front of me, Will, and I didn't look at it. For a majority of you know when I was good, yeah, good. on vacation. That's, that's what vacations for. Nick. All I all I knew was like the Packers week one and that no Germany. So then when I was looking at it, I'm like, you know, hey, week two, that's not an easy game. It's the Bucks at noon. That's a good roster still. Yes, they don't have a high quality quarterback, it's Baker Mayfield, but that man came in on a one week rest or one week notice and beat the Las Vegas True. Raiders with with the Rams. Like so, he did that. The Chiefs is going to be tough. Broncos, like, is that going to be the same Broncos? So there's a lot of these games we're looking at. Like, there are no – the one, I guess, gimme game, like, they got to beat the Panthers, Will. Like, that's the game where the Bears, you know, I think – is that a Thursday night game if I'm yeah, not Yeah, you do. You have to do it for draft yeah. position. Yeah, exactly. If you lose that game, it makes you look silly. And, mm-hmm. hey, look at that awesome graphic back up on our screen uh, for the Bears' schedule. But, yeah, Nick, losing to Carolina would be – you talked about sour tastes in Bears fans' mouth. When you just look at the schedule in terms of the opponent, that's one easily you'll lose, and you're going to be kind of pissed off about. Yeah, no doubt about it. So, like, that Panthers game – like, the Saints game isn't going to be easy either. Uh, and, like, Commanders, that's also um, another game where, obviously, it was close last year at Soldier Field on a Thursday nighter, but they have a, an incredible front seven. So there's a lot of these tough games here, but the bears have a way better roster than they did a season ago. So it, it's like when I all, you know, calculated it, I, there was a couple different ways he could have gone, but I think nine was the uh, one where I'm like, okay, this is probably where the bears end up. Hopefully they get more than that, but nine is kind of where I'm at. Yep. Uh, it's hard to be like, you know, Hey, we're going to get 11 wins again. You know, you kind of learn your lesson <laughs> here and there. But uh, I do think it's more possible than a lot of other, I would say, casual fans, either of the Bears or just of the league in general, from the outside looking in. Like, I do think they have better chances than most people think of finding a way to completely flipping the script and getting double-digit wins. And the one thing that I've been saying for years on this podcast is reasonable expectations will save you a lot of frustration and angst. So Mm -hmm. I, I did that last year, obviously, uh, it didn't turn out how I thought, but I'm going to sit there uh, at nine, knowing that it's, you know, a little cautiously optimistic still, but if they exceed that expectation, again, you're not going to hear me complain. And again, I won't be all too surprised, uh, but we have to find out how that edge position gets addressed. And yeah. I do expect it to be like on a scale to one to 10 and 10 being like, it's going to happen. One being like, there's no way they bring in an edge. Like I'm still at like a nine and a half. Like it's going to happen. There's no way they enter this season without bringing in a more capable pass rusher to help out this defense. You put too much work on this entire roster to have it get squandered away because he didn't address one single need. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm up there with you. I just don't know the quality of edge rusher. Of, of you know that Ryan Poles will bring eventually and maybe that's right where training camp happens someone gets injured could be around that time but uh, I think it does happen they bring in some kind of veteran just don't know again who that will be and what what that person that player is actually going to bring but they just need to add more guys there and unless they're feeling really good about you know the the young guys that they have there and Travis Gibson Dominique Robinson Demarcus Walker like it's still a position of need. And obviously Ryan Poles has said like, you can't address everything in an offseason. Like you look at how you can, you know, retool a roster. That was obviously the position that kind of got left out this, this offseason. But like you, I do believe that Ryan Poles will add somebody there. And he hasn't forced it. And I'm okay with that. He didn't mm-hmm. force it in free agency. He didn't force it in the draft, even though a bunch of them went before the bears were back on the clock in the second round. So I am okay with the patient approach 
but I'm sure there's just someone there that's going to be available via trade, get cut, that can come in and still better this unit. I'm okay with the patient approach. It's going to help this team in the long run, even though it's a little frustrating to look at the roster right now and just see that big glaring need but it will be addressed uh my gut tells me so uh one's like not 10 will no bears hype this year man if nine is not bears hype this year then if i need to go to 10 if that's what it takes to get everyone in bears hype mode i will fall on my sword and do that <laughs> but as of right now i'm gonna stick with nine all right great conversation here nick we have a break that we need to get to and we'll jump right back into it so right now it's springtime and really it's starting to feel like more like summer out there and that's why you need to head over to foco to get fitted out in the best sports gear around they have everything you know hoodies for those chilly mornings but you also got shoes signs bobbleheads literally everything in between it's like uh, awesome hodgepodge of all things chicago sports merch and obviously with it being spring and baseball season they have aloha shirts straw hats uh, polos, I almost said polio, like chicken. No, but polos, <laughs> uh, bags, everything that you need for a game. And of course, we're remote, but over on our set, they have given us, uh, you know, donated a few awesome pieces uh, for that the set. So we will love if you can go over and, well, you know, share, show them some love too. So check out foco.com or click the link in the description below. That's here on YouTube, also on your podcast player of choice. And that uh, will allow you to use the code CHGO, which will give you 10% off all non-pre-sale items. Again, go to the link description below for FOCO. Use code CHGO for 10% off. Now all we'll, right. Uh, yeah. Isn't, isn't this me? Because I'm not going to do this again, Nick. I'm not doing that again. All right. <laughs> yeah. The Combat Energy Efficiency Program is committed to helping families and businesses in the communities that they serve helping manage every uh, energy usage and lower energy bills now and into the future. Yeah, ComEd Will offers a wide variety of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial, industrial, and public sector customers of all sizes across the territory. ComEd also offers free facility assessments that can help find energy-saving opportunities like for HVAC systems, commercial kitchen equipment, or industrial processes. That sounds really fascinating. Can you explain a little bit more about how that works? I got you, Will. An authorized engineer will work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and needs. These can be done in person or virtually and last approximately two hours. So quick, simple, and works to you know your schedule there. And within three to four weeks, customers will receive a report detailing energy efficiency projects that they can start working on immediately each recommendation will include estimated saving costs, cost saving project costs, potential incentives, and simple payback. And if you own a business, don't wait. Get started saving money and energy today. For energy saving tips, lighting incentives, or to schedule your free facility assessment, go to comed.com slash powering biz. Sorry, you know, internet kind of cuts out once in a while. Did you say comed.com slash powering biz? I did, Will. So go schedule it today. Awesome stuff. This is the CHO Bears podcast, and our off-season coverage is brought to you by the Common Energy Efficiency Program. Learn more at comed.com slash poweringbiz. This is Will DeWitt, joined by Nicholas Moriano, and we just had a great conversation about whether or not the Bears can reach double-digit wins. We do have a poll going on on YouTube right now that you should definitely partake in. Let us know your thoughts about the Bears and how they will kind of achieve or not achieve this season. And then we will share those results here later on in the show. But I think we have some supers that we can kind of pull up here before we talk about Darnell Mooney. And this one comes from the Bears. I get to say Bears bastard. Well, that's mm -hmm. his name, so I'm going to say it. Glad you brought up Edge. Honest assessment from you guys, what do you think the holdup is? How much more, quote, work or, quote, due diligence can they be doing on the vets available? And I think this is a really good point about it is May 19th. Like, what kind of, like, why haven't you made a move just yet? My gut is the right person for the right price just has not presented itself yet. I'm sure they've had some conversations with guys who are available who just haven't signed. It just hasn't matched up. And I do think Polls is someone who... He, and he said this before, too, in multiple interviews, like he has a number in mind for a player and he doesn't really budge on that. And we saw that with Roquan Smith being a prime example of like, hey, here's your value on this team. No, you don't agree. OK, you're a Raven. Uh, so I, I do think it's uh, in terms of like value uh, and making sure he's not recklessly spending the Bears cash. There's plenty of it, but it doesn't mean you need to you know, be dishing it out willy nilly here. 
No, yeah, and I think that's a part of the equation. You know, training camp's going to be a part of the equation where veterans get cut all the time and where other teams can look into these guys and then pick them up. So I think if nothing gets done until that training camp period starts in mid-July, then that's when it's going to happen. So I don't think right now, like the due diligence and work that Ryan Poles and his staff are doing, I think they know exactly what who is available and what they bring to the table, especially they also got to look at like injury history and the medical reports on these guys too as well. But I think he has an understanding, a, a blueprint, a list of guys that he likes. And then when it comes to that training camp time, once things happen, if they predict like, you know, there's going to be certain training camp battles, right? That maybe one of those guys doesn't make the cut for their team. You can go and then offer him a contract and then bring him onto your squad. And if you're a veteran too, like, I would want to not go attend training camp and kind of go into a new team in August during the preseason, like, you know, save your body a little bit. Like it makes sense if you're, you know, an older veteran uh, looking to kind of avoid some of that stuff. Yes. You lose the camaraderie and chemistry you'll develop with your teammates, but that's also another thing that uh, players can also be considering as they're looking at potential options for their future. It's a long season, and luckily, I think if it is a veteran seasoned edge rusher and it's a fit within the system, like what more can they learn from an offseason program right now? Like, mm-hmm. Besides the chemistry building and the camaraderie that you mentioned, I do believe both are very important. I don't want to discredit that, but you are right that there are some players available who kind of meet that requirement of you don't need that whole offseason program to be yeah. here, uh, save your body, like you said. But there definitely are other guys out there that I think if the bears want to sign them, they should soon. So that way they do, they do get in this building and, and get acclimated. And really another, well, you can look at it two ways. Either you bring them in so you can start challenging some of the younger guys on this too. Your Travis Gibson's, your Dominic Robinson's that can help. But then the flip side of the coin is if that guy's waiting until August, if the bears don't address it until training camp, at least now in OTAs, you get a more, you know, you get longer looks at some of these other guys on your roster, you give them some more reps, more opportunities, which could also help you coming up to the season. So you have a much stronger understanding of like, okay, this is the guy who's going to be the other starter. And these are rotational pieces after you add in that other top tier starting talent. Interesting though. Yeah, no, that's, that's a good point. Well, I mean, look at for the bears, like they obviously drafted or drafted Jack Sanborn was brought on. He had all those opportunities in training camp to make a name for himself. Like that was, Mm -hmm. and yes, the bears had some veterans at the linebacker position, but he still outshined some of those guys. So it, there's there's benefits drawbacks to how you know polls can approach this but you know i think bears fans like what polls has done are supportive of what he's done so you just gotta you know let the plan keep carrying out he has a plan in place just let's see what what polls can uh, continue to do here would you say we should let him finish the story finish the story let him cook however you want to do it well yes continue. perfect i was just little... cody Rhodes. yeah yeah, well, Nick wasn't going to get it, but I just wanted him to lead into it so we can get to Ramsey's uh, super chat here. See, <laughs> transitions, they are a beautiful thing. So Ramsey said with Nick vacationing in Jurassic Park and Will's American Nightmare, Cody Road shirt last week. My geek to sports life has come full circle. Great show, boys, and you make traffic fly by. I'm glad that we do. And man, I need to get like, so last year I took a photo with Cody Rhodes. About a month ago, I got it autographed at a house show. Uh, so I got to find a way to like frame it here so I can stare at it fondly uh, as I'm podcasting. I was going to say, like, put it somewhere in the, the green screen background and it somehow shows up. But there it is. <laughs> it's there. I promise. I promise it's there. Yeah, actually, I probably could do that on the show. I'm not going to complicate this for myself. I can. Oh, my phone's upstairs anyway. Never mind. Can't do it. Forgot it's up there charging lovely uh but no thank you ramsey's a for the super chat and b for the kind words uh, it really mm-hmm. does go a, a long way and made my friday afternoon and one more super came in from alan i hope everyone realizes by adding great players uh the players around them will amplify the example was edwards and edmonds it will make sanborn a true <laughs> san god and uh, again that's the one thing and i totally agree with this comment because yeah, Sam Warren's not going to be your starting Mike. That's just what's going to happen now. But I think he could be a hell of a Sam. And and obviously he was like in the same building with Roquan for a bit. But then afterwards, like the talent drop off was huge. But now he's going to be paired with two top five linebackers 
in the NFL. And on top of that, Sanborn in the last half of the season was ranking right up there with them. So I do think, you know, iron sharpens iron. If we want to throw more of those uh, metaphors out here today, Nick, but yeah, by adding more players. And if you want to look at offense, I think a prime example will be wide receiver and DJ Moore mm-hmm. amplifying everybody else in that room, including Justin Fields under center. No, that, that's exactly where I was going to go, Will. Like, you look at the quality of players the Bears are bringing in. You, the guys that are underneath, like, the number one starter, you mentioned DJ Moore. Like, that helps elevate Darnell Mooney, who's coming back from injury. Chase Claypool. All these guys become better because there's you're raising raising the floor of the overall room. And that's exact. That's how good teams win these games. You have more talent on the roster. And I, I think that's always going to be a good thing. So we see these team gain some momentum, have had that confidence. Like they only won three games last season, but had a really good attitude th- throughout the locker room. Imagine when they start winning, like that carries over. It definitely carries over, especially maybe after a primetime victory like that, will happen that it's a part of a locker room culture so i'm really looking forward to seeing that happen for the bears in 2023 again i'm going to say it one more time uh, because it, i I, can't, I don't think it could be said enough here this offseason uh again a three-win team seven of those losses were one score a lot of it was dropped off by the defense with justin scoring over 30 points a game for that one stretch that magical stretch and that's without an offensive line that's without a wide receiver one we have an offensive line we have a wide receiver one. We have a tight end number two. We have a three running back deep room. And then we talked about the defense too, an improved front seven, stopping the run, uh, a secondary that can hold its own against, I think, any receiving core in the league now. Like There are reasons to believe this team can be, I don't, not, I'm not going to say special, but they're going to be much improved and you're going to you're going to feel it on a week to week basis of like because last year is like oh how are they going to find a way to stick in and keep their hopes up and and like that's Mm -hmm. frustrating right and this is going to be different i I think the vibe is going to be different close games you don't win them all but you're winning more of them and and like you said that's going to instill a lot of confidence up in this young team too that's another thing this team is very Still very yes. young compared to a lot of the other teams out there now, too. And I think for Ryan Poles, it's a great foundation that he's starting to set here in Chicago. And uh, again, as he continues to build upon it with additional resources, two first rounders next year. I can't wait. All right. Speaking of Darnell Mooney, we did mention him a few times here. He was on the St. Brown Brothers podcast. Wow. Brothers in a podcast name. Who <laughs> would a thought uh and we just wanted to share some of our takeaways other than his sense of humor by the way which did surprise me uh darnell mooney's sense of humor uh there's a few i think major things we can talk about and i think the very first takeaway i had which made me literally laugh out loud is when he told Ama Amon Ra, there we go. Yep. The lion's going to lion. Like that's just what they do. And it, I, I love the little bit of smack talk that was going on. Uh, it was like, friendly smack talk uh, mm-hmm. if there is such a thing there uh, on the show a little bit of a banter but even darnell mooney knows hey the lions are just gonna lie no yeah it was it's a fun podcast to listen to the 33rd team with the st browns brothers and yeah like you said his uh uh his humor darnell's definitely stands out you don't see too much of that in the locker room but no. <laughs> he was quick with it too like how uh Equinemius and Amon Ra were kind of talking about. So you just have to go and listen to it to, to find out what we're talking about. But yeah, they they kind of threw it back and forth at each other. Amon Ra was talking to them, uh, you know, about the Bears, like, hey, your connection keeps lagging out. It's just like the Bears season last year. And, you know, Darnell Mooney needs to figure out what's going on with the camera. Camera kept getting hot. Like, I kind of, I'm like, I've never experienced that in my yeah. life. What camera yeah. did he buy? I mean, obviously his budget goes a little bit further than you and i yes. but mm-hmm. even we have webcams that don't get hot yeah so that's something that uh you know hopefully when i see him in the locker room be like bro what what's up here what's going right. on here so Give him a recommendation um, you know yeah yeah for sure um you know let me help you set it up and you know we'll play call of duty whatever but uh i think one of the main takeaways though well like and especially early on in the podcast um aman Ra asked them you know about his injury and like how mm-hmm. he's kind of feeling and Darnell and that podcast was released May 18th. So yesterday and Darnell said he has started running, started cutting, uh, said he'll be a hundred percent does have screws still in his foot. So he'll be a little bit robotic. 
Um, but, you know, it's encouraging that he's starting to cut at this point right now. And obviously OTAs are next week. So I, you're not going to, I don't think you're seeing Darnell Mooney out there, you know, running routes on air at any, any time soon, but he, he is feeling better and should be ready hopefully by the season. Yeah. He mentioned that they had the uh, tight rope, I think is mm-hmm. what they call it. Uh, yep. Procedure. And by robotic, I think he just feels robotic because he has like mechanical parts now in him. I don't think he's going to like be stiff like a robot, but it does make the ankle uh, locked in. EQ said he had it done after his second year in the league and he didn't even have like that kind of an injury, but it like locked that ankle into place for him. Uh, and I think Mooney referenced that the doctor kind of like jokingly is like, well, so when are we going to just do it to your other, to your other ankle now uh, to kind of lock them both uh, into place? But yeah, the fact that he's starting to move now uh, and that the Bears want to see him do some of these things before a payday kind of happens yeah. uh, was a fascinating development here. You know, they want to see him run before a deal. But he did also mention like, you know, I'm not in a rush like for that to happen. And uh, again, it goes back to the Darnell Mooney that we've been told is here in Chicago in terms of like what kind of person he is. And obviously he would like to have that security. He would enjoy to get a payday, but the fact he's like, you know, I'm not rushing it. I understand it's a process. He understands where he's at with his rehab. And just kind of as another example to me of like, this is a man like with his head, like on his shoulders, like and heads on straight. No, no doubt about it. Well, and I think for Darnell Mooney, there is a sense of pressure that, you know, it's probably felt like obviously he needs to come off of this, this ankle injury. He broke his fibula and ball out this season to hopefully get, get that contract. And maybe, maybe get some before that after you see how he's moving and things like that. But I think for, for Darnell Mooney being a later round draft pick, it's like this proving himself is nothing new. And so I, I think for him, like I, we know how the bears feel about him. Like I remember being in that press box and Ryan Poles vividly, you know, just yelling out mm-hmm. like in frustration after he got hurt, not mad at Darnell Mooney, but, mad that he you know he got hurt like and obviously that Jets game um you know ended his season so I think ideally the Bears would like to to get a contract extension done with Darnell Mooney you just got to also be financially smart too you're not going to extend a guy that isn't the same player right and I hopefully Darnell Mooney comes back is able to do everything he was doing prior to the injury and if he does so then I think he will get another contract uh with the Bears here um Another thing that was also mentioned, and actually going back to the tightrope real quick, Will, uh, that was the same thing that Nikhil Harry actually got early on mm, in the season when good, he good got the, the injury. So and that was reported on August 11th when it was saying that Nikhil Harry was going to get the tightrope surgery. He didn't play his first game with the Bears until October 24th. So, uh, you know, it's like a two-month span, but obviously we don't know exactly when Mooney got the surgery and how long it's different for everybody. And this is one we need person to talk to. Yes, exactly. Yeah. When well, we need Mason, Mason West here to kind of go through the timeline of things, but it's obviously something that players can come back from. And you mentioned equanimity St. Brown got the same thing. So I'm just hoping for a clear, a good recovery for Darnell Mooney because that guy deserves you know, everything that's coming his way and, I, and Bears fans, I'm, I'm sure love would love him. DJ Moore uh, is a good wide receiver duo moving forward. When they mentioned DJ, I thought both receivers were very just casual about it and didn't want to mm-hmm. give a lot away. Uh, I couldn't tell if they're like a little butthurt, <laughs> like there's like another guy in the room, but I don't think that's the case. But they're just kind of like, yeah, he's good. He's good. You know, he, he's just running routes on air right now. But yeah, he's going to be a good fit. There wasn't a lot of extra there which is fine you, know, you uh-huh. literally have a divisional opponent on, on the call too so you don't want to give it all up but a couple of just funny takeaways i had that i'll just ramble real quick uh, the fact that darnell mooney was dead said he was going to make it to the nba uh was awesome and he said yeah. he can he can ball and i guess dante pettis has like the best shot in the team uh based off of what they're so. talking about too so that was an interesting for one for me uh, Amon Ra said that you know Soldier Field's grass was an I quote ass, and, but you got <laughs> but you got new turf. And Mooney said, yeah, but that one's still bad too. And then yep. EQ didn't even know that they shared the stadium, like for, with soccer. Like he had no idea uh-huh. that was a thing. And then just one more takeaway that I thought was just kind of comical uh, was the fact that EQ literally you can tell hates playing cold weather. Like if you go back and yes. you watch it and they mentioned playing in cold weather and like, he's like, the first thing I do is I look at those December games and I want to see where I'm playing, if it's going to be in the cold weather or not. 
And then he genuinely, like when they said, like, it's going to be a tough end of the year for us being outside. Like he kind of looked a little concerned, a little worried and a little pissed off. I, I don't think he likes cold weather. No, I obviously played in Notre Dame in college, so you're going to play in cold weather. But looking at the last six weeks, like how Equinemius St. Brown mentioned that stretch, and Darnell Mooney also mentioned that too, like when he said it first, but you play the Lions, and that's going to be at Soldier Field. You play at Cleveland. You play the Cardinals at Soldier Field. play the Falcons at Soldier Field, and then you go to Green Bay. So when they're talking about a, a tough stretch of cold games, Obviously, none of those are indoors, and so that's going to be a cold stretch for for them. Uh, Mooney also said when he looked at the schedule, they looks for like those top notch opponents. Mm-hmm. I mentioned Kansas City, which the Bears will play in Week Three, so looking forward to that matchup, and you know, hopefully, doing some good things uh, against Kansas City Chiefs. The obviously the, the the pinnacle of what the NFL is in terms of uh, good teams there, but um. I think the the goals that he mentioned too yes. was uh you know interesting. He's like obviously he's gonna ball out, of course. No more respect on his name. He's just disrespecting everyone now, and obviously wants to win. And I remember that was a big thing for you know Darnell. Like I want people you know respect now. Going the opposite way, I, I'm gonna disrespect everyone. So I'm hope you know hopeful again. Darnell Mooney can go out there show that disrespect to each opponent that he faces and is able to have that, that ball out season that he's looking for. And hopefully I think too, this is again, I, I probably overanalyze some of these things, but so Aman Ra mentioned, uh, you know, because they asked like Mooney, like, where do you like to play? And he said the slot, uh, there's just so mm-hmm. much room to operate in a slot. And he said, you know, teams typically put their third best corner there in the slot too. So you're getting an easier matchup. And then Amon Ra was like, yeah, but some of the smarter teams are starting to put their best player in the slot now. And my mind went immediately to like what the Bears were hoping Kyler Gordon can become here in Chicago. So I was like, okay, that's smart. And then Amon Ra said, yeah, the Packers do it with uh, Alexander. Like they do that. Like I've seen it. And both Mooney and EQ's like, yeah, no, we've never seen that. So I was wondering if it's because the Bears wide receiver core has been so bad. They don't have to do that against the Mm. Bears by putting Alexander in the slot. Uh, on third down, but Amon Ross sees it because we know how lethal he is. We know how he can be, especially on third down. So hopefully this year we see Jair going to the slot in third down because that would mean Green Bay respects and fears the Bears wide receiver room. Just saying. No, that's a good point. Well, uh, like obviously last season you didn't have that bona fide guy. I think what Justin Fields was throwing in the – Game at Soldier Field. It was Nikhil Harry, Equinemius St. Brown. Was Darnell Mooney still – was that prior to the – I don't even remember. I think it, I think he was on the field. But it just – obviously, you didn't have the talent that you do now. So, there, it's going to be a little different now with um, with how teams are going to play the Bears and who they're going to you know want to match up-wise with uh, you know all the weapons that they now have on offense. Awesome. Great stuff there from Darnell Mooney. Glad he hops on that podcast. Uh, and on top of that, I'm glad we were able to kind of break it down and talk about it here uh, and, you know, share it because not everyone sees that. And then, of course, mm-hmm. I think there were some really good takeaways and nuggets inside of that. Uh, and again, like they had no clue that Jair does that. And I thought that was fascinating. Like, don't they at least watch film? <laughs> Shouldn't they at least see that? I don't know. That was really weird to me. They had no clue and seems a little shocked. Uh, buy it. But regardless, uh, we're going to be back in just a moment. Uh, we're going to share a couple of messages and then we'll kind of answer some questions to wrap up the show. So if you have a Bears question, definitely ask it here in the chat. And if you want to make sure we get to it, make sure it's a super chat because there's already two in there and we're only down to about eight minutes. So time is of the essence. But Nick, you're up first with a message from Goose. Yeah, CHGO is supported by Goose Island Beer Company. Chicago's beer since 1988. So many great options. Like the Blackhawks Pale Ale, Tropical Beer Hug, 312 Wheat Ale, Full Pocket Pills. They got it all at, at Goose Island. And, you know, regardless of what beer, not just the ones I mentioned that you get, you're going to be getting a good beer. Trust me. And you can grab an ultra fresh brewery exclusive beers at the Goose Island's original brew house on Clybourne Avenue in Lincoln Park or from their tap room on Fulton Street in West Town. So, Goose Island Beer Company, you already know, is Chicago's beer. Awesome. Let's take on the sun now with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather with premium polarized shades at an affordable 
price. Shaded Rays are an independent sunglasses company. They offer world-class product that is good as any expensive pair that we've worn. Durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. Again, I'm literally rocking Shady Rays. I bought in 2019, and I have a baby in the house who loves to just take my sunglasses and you know just torture them, but they're still holding up. They're extremely durable. And, of course, they have the best uh, replacement program in all of eyewear. So if you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they will send you a brand new one no questions asked and you know i love shady rays because together with their customers they provide much needed support to nonprofit partners across the united states through shady rays impact from building play sets for pediatric cancer patients to providing young adults with ms the outdoor adventure of a lifetime shady rays is making an impact in your community and others like it now and for years to come really love that so for our listeners shady rays they are giving out their best deal of the season go to shadyrays.com and use code chgo that will get you 50 percent off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses try for yourself the shade rated five stars by over two hundred and fifty thousand people all right, we'll do it. Nicholas Moriano, CHGO Bears podcast. It is an audible day, and uh, apparently we need more likes on this video. Is that what I'm gathering? I think you can, we can always use more likes. You know, here's the thing. I, I, I put a little comment in the, in the chat a little while ago. It's just that, you know, we put a poll up, and there's 223 votes on it at the moment. How come there's only 90 likes? It's just, it's just another click. It's, it's, it's the same it's, button. If you yeah, can it's like this click the same it. amount of effort. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. Well, how about this? Like this video if you believe the Bears can reach double-digit wins. <laughs> there you go. And like if you that. think the Bears can't reach double-digit wins, like this video. It's really simple. Thank you. Uh, we appreciate it uh, for sure. We do. Joking aside. All right, uh, let's throw up these Super Chats real quick here, Sir Lawrence. Uh, Edward. Uh, says, besides edge rusher, what positions still need to be improved? And this is a really good question. I saw it pop mm -hmm. up, and I've been sitting yeah. on it. Is it weird that it's hard to come up with another one right now? It's Obviously, you can always improve. You can always look to be adding more. I mean, you can say two edges if you want here, but really, sure. I feel if we want to go room by room, safeties, I feel fine about. Corners, I feel fine about. Linebacker, good. Interior defensive line, yeah, you 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 invested enough draft picks. Let him let him develop. Edge, you need a few. Maybe offensive line still you can keep adding to, mm -hmm. just because you can't have too many good offensive linemen. But regardless, compared to last year, I feel good with the room. Wide receiver, I feel good with the room. Tight end, I feel good with the room. Running back, I feel really good with the room. And quarterback, I feel great with the room. Like that, then this is why we go back to the first topic, Nick. There's chance. There's reasons for optimism here. But if you had to choose, like, what would it be? Yeah, I think uh, I'm looking at it would be RW528 center is the next thing that comes to mind yep. for me. Um, and, you know, you're going to have a – you have Cody White here there, and then you have, you know, Lucas Patrick uh, as, as like your depth there. But a young center moving forward would be ideal to have. And, you know, going into the interior offensive line as well. Obviously, you have Nate Davis who signed that three-year deal when he came to Chicago. But – you know, we, we got to see what, what Tevin Jenkins right now, um, obviously moving to a different position. I want him to succeed. I would love for him to, you know, remain in Chicago. He's a great guy and you know, he's had, you know, uphill battle here, but it does go back to, again, the, the offensive line. Right. And we want to see Braxton Jones uh, excel in year two, but also getting another left tackle, just a uh, depth purpose, uh, just to have that stability there uh, for the bears offensive line and for Justin Fields. But it is like, like you will, I saw this pop up earlier. I'm like, crap, we're going to get to this question and I want to make sure I answer it right. But it, it was a little difficult to be like, Oh, they need to get this outside of edge. It, it was, it was difficult, which is, I think is a good situation for the bears to be in. My back. Oh, there he is. Oh, oh my oh, God. I got scared I, there. I was like, Nick, Will is just, okay? he's very, very calm right now. He's just, am yes, I okay? You are good. good. You're back. The good. air conditioner kicked on and <laughs> kicked off my internet. That's what I had my, like the power, like went out and came back on earlier this morning. I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> Strange. Like, no, like I heard like the, you know, like the, the fan kick on over here for the AC and then everything here just went disconnected. I like that. 
effing sucks uh, to be honest because but no i just want to say like that's a testament to ryan poles for this offseason to go from a you know the worst record in the league first overall pick to may 19th where we're actually having to think about what are other needs outside the one position that again he's being very calculated and deliberate uh before he makes like an actual like addressing uh, of this need so i do think that's uh, a testament to him and he should get some praise and some kudos for that uh and nick the only thing i wanted to say about like interior offensive line center is like wait one thing at a time like sam mustafer is officially gone all right like, like he signed with another team like that's a victory in its own right we'll, we'll add more guys but the fact that we know musty's not coming back i think that's enough for one offseason he's with the baltimore ravens right Dick? yep okay. and my brother's a ravens fan and as soon as i saw that i was like <laughs> hey that purpose guy uh good in the locker room but yeah it should not be the starting center for obviously bears fans know that but yes no that is a good point um you know it, it did see like i guess you can could you have more cornerback de- you can have depth at every single position let's right you can always have more depth but if jalen johnson were to go down that would be a problem that'd be obviously you can you can put kyler gordon out there and then you have to figure out the nickel and you have some young guys that played there at the end of the season but Yes, we can always use more depth at literally every single position because injuries are going to happen. But initially, if you're looking at the starting group and I, I, taking away edge, it's not it's not like a like oh that's the answer right there. It's not or not it's not like one. we have a list. I, I think that's the most important thing. It's like we can't mm-hmm. sit here and like okay, well outside of edge we have wide receiver uh, like we had at the top of the off season, offense line, like uh, defense, uh, the interior defensive line, like. We don't, we can't like quickly scribble down a list. And I think that again, that's a good thing and a good sign for yep. the Bears. And again, the term I kept using at the top of the show is on paper. Uh, this is looking on good paper. And, on paper. And that's, uh, I think, a key differentiator at, at this time. All right. We got one more super chat here from Oscar letting me know that I have to go to the Bucks Panthers game in week 18 because he <laughs> believes the Panthers will give us the number one pick in the draft. So I, I need to buy my tickets and go because, of course, I'm good luck. I went to that Colts. Texans game and that all worked out perfectly for us everyone you're welcome I actually was going through my phone uh because as you know Will had a good time that game I was like what did I actually record and I do have the Hail Mary uh, on my oh. phone I did get that recorded so I have like my little view from the 40 yard line of that uh Hail Mary that really sh- is the reason why I think this offseason for the Bears was as successful uh as it has been so far so yeah, that'd good be a good game there, to go to, Will. Uh, especially if that's in, is it in, it doesn't matter where it's at. It's going to be better. I, I just have to be there. Be in Indy. Yeah, just I do it, Will. Just go there <laughs> week 18 and have a good time. All right. Sean says, will JF1 be the next highest paid QB in the NFL? I I, I don't want to no. say like, no. Uh, hold on. I, I don't want to say Sorry. like, no, uh, in terms of like, he's going to struggle. I just feel like someone's going to get another deal first, but if Justin reaches his potential or even gets close to it, it makes the bears believe he can continue to like be that guy. Just how contracts are going. Like he could end up breaking it just because of like how the trend is and how the market continues to get reset and people do overpay uh, at this position. But it would be interesting because on one hand, everything I just said, and then on the other hand is Ryan Poles, who has been ex- very frugal uh, with his money. And it would be interesting to see if he's being frugal for a potential big payday for a franchise quarterback, which, man, I mean, that would be a big reason to, you know, be a penny pincher right now. Yeah. And obviously Jalen Hurts reset everything, but you also got to think like Joe Burrow, they're going to have the extension talks with him and, you know, redoing his contract, Herbert, with the Chargers or the Bears will play. So there are other quarterbacks too that even if a deal were to get done with Justin Fields, like is that Nick now I, or is it me again? What's going on here? We hear you, Will. So it's me so so it's me being okay, but now Nick froze out. Oh I, I'm, no, we see I see Nick. Everything's fine. See, I'm hearing him. This is Friday Streamyard Ooh, shenanigans, and I, getting, I blame the producer. Huh? I'm you're sorry. getting Friday fried is what's happening. Yeah, <laughs> Friday fried. But uh, I'm here, Will. I'm moving uh, on my end and maybe not on your end, but yeah, <laughs> that's all I got. 
that's all you got. I think we should end this show before like the third time. That'd be strike three, I think, uh, if it kind of craps out again here. Nick, any final thoughts? And then I'll wrap it up. Uh, no, it was good to be back with you, Will, uh, for this Friday edition of our CHO Bears podcast and continue the trend at, throughout this offseason. You know where to come to get your Bears coverage. It's here at CHGO. We're going to have great stuff. OTAs are starting up, so don't want to mm-hmm. miss any of the coverage we're going to have all next week until OTAs are over, and then training camp will be here eventually. So it'll be great. That's right. We're about to hit that summer period. I'm excited to see what content we come up with between now and training camp. We have a lot of players I think it's time to preview and revisit and set some expectations uh, for the season. But like you, Nick, I'm glad I'm glad you're back. Thanks for uh, you know showing up and having a great show here with me today. Love when you and I get to hop on here, kick it old school, and have a really great Chicago Bears focused conversation. Uh, thanks to everyone here in the chat uh, for being you know so engaged throughout the entirety of the show. Mm-hmm. Please, if you haven't yet, hit the like button. And before I go, we did this poll. I need to know the results, Lawrence. Where do Bears fans' uh, heads lie right now in terms of those wins? All right. So, like I said, there are more votes than there are likes, but we'll get past mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. We are. We asked the question: Can the Bears get to ten plus wins in twenty twenty three? Currently, seventy one percent say yes. Wow, wow. love it. I love optimism. It does breed positivity, and which we'll just keep this same energy between now, the regular season, and throughout it. But Awesome results there in the poll. Thanks, Law, for getting that picked up over there on the side. But I'm going to call that an episode. Thanks again, everyone. Hit that thumbs up if you haven't yet on the way out. I understand you're so engaged in this conversation. It takes some time to hit it, but we're going to stop talking now. So you have all the time in the world to do so. But until next time, bear down, Chicago.